Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sacred Hour. I appreciate you. I love everybody listening. No matter where you are across this world, thank you. Thank you for listening. And today is Veterans Day here in the United States of America, where we take time to celebrate and think about all of the people who served in our military. And we say thank you to them. And if anyone is listening and you served in the military in the USA and no matter what country you served in the military, we thank you so much. Thank you for serving your country. Thank you for um, standing up to the call and doing what it was needed to do uh, for your country. No matter if you went to war or not, you still uh, went and you and you you served your country during their time of need. And it reminds me so much of so many people across this world who who don't mind putting their life on the line for another. Like firefighters, for instance. You know, there are so many people who have, you know, fires in their home or and they can't get out and there's smoke everywhere. And firefighters show up and they and they and they put their lives on the line just to save a person that they don't even know. And many firefighters die. While fighting the fire, we hear so many stories of firefighters who they 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 run into the home and they they get the baby or they get the person. They throw the person out the window only to themselves be lost in the flames. I mean, to lay their life down like that selflessly for a person that they don't even know. Police officers do the same thing daily for people who don't care anything about them, especially in, in this country. There are so many people who say death to the policemen and and who cares about policemen? They do nothing but beat uh, innocent people. Why that is a piece of that is true. We do have a lot of police officers that um, do a lot of injustice, but we have also a lot of good police officers who do a lot of things daily and they never get any recognition for. But we have plenty of police officers like here where I live in Gwinnett County, Georgia, and uh, we had a police officer, he died two weeks ago. He walked up to a car, and it was two guys sitting in a car smoking weed, and he walked up to the car, and the guys got scared, and they pulled out a gun and shot him, killed him right there. And this police officer had been doing so many beautiful and good things for the community, only to die at the hands. And these, the people that killed him, they knew him. These were two individuals that he had helped out before. To die at the hands of of teenagers whom you've helped out before. Veterans, military veterans all across this world, no matter what country they served in, give their lives for their countrymen, for their families, for their brothers, and also for strangers. Why? Because they want their country to to be defended, to protect and serve their country. It, it, it reminds me what would be inside of a person to lay their life down for a stranger, to lay their life down for an individual that they don't even know. And I'm reminded of in the scriptures and in the book of John, the gospel of John. Chapter 15. Where Jesus, he was getting ready to go to the cross and he was getting ready to lay his life down. And, I, and he said these words in John chapter 15, 
verses 11 through 13. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. He said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. The son of God, Jesus Christ, says that in verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And what did Jesus do? He laid down his life for who? He says in verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. He said, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. What does Jesus say? He says, greater love than this that no one that greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. He says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Whatever I've told you to do, whatever I've commanded that you should do, then you're my friends. And it's a beautiful, beautiful picture of how he laid down for people who I didn't know Jesus personally when he went to the cross. You understand what I'm saying? I hadn't even been born yet. That was 2,000 years ago. But he had me in mind when he said, that he was going to lay down his life. Don't you know that there's people listening now? We did, You never saw Jesus Christ. You weren't there when he was getting ready to go to the cross. But he had you in mind. He had you in mind and he had me in mind. Why? Not only because of the fact that he created us. But it was because he loved us. It's love that will be inside of a person. To lay down their life for another person. Jesus Christ, he is love. He's the embodiment of love. And he laid down his life so that what? We could have eternal life in and through him. Jesus says, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. He told the disciples everything that he knew, everything that he wanted them to know, everything that the father in heaven wanted them to know. Jesus told them why, because he looked at them as friends. And what was he doing? He was now going to show the ultimate sacrifice by laying down his life, not only for his friends, but he laid down his life also. For his enemies, for the people that were chanting death, 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 crucify him, crucify him. He was laying down his life for them also. He laid down his life for Hitler. He laid down his life for Mussolini. He laid down his life for Saddam Hussein. He laid down his life for Joseph Stalin. He laid down his life for Gaddafi. He laid down his life for so many dictators. So he laid down his life for Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-on and Kim Jong-il, the, the dictators of North Korea. He laid down his life for them all to have an opportunity to have eternal life. Whether they accepted it or not, which I don't think they did. 
by looking at the way they live their lives. But behind closed doors, they may have before they died accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that Jesus laid down his life for us all. When we see veterans and police officers and firemen and, and other people die for pe other people that they don't even know, something strikes a chord in our side of our hearts. We say, wow, that's beautiful. We sit back for a moment. It makes us think, wow, what made that person do that? Listen, it's love. It's love. That's what it is. It's love. It's the kind of love that God put within all of us. Inside all of us lies that love. And there's so many times where somebody will be walking down the street and a car is coming to hit them and another stranger will come and push them out the way only to die themselves. What would make a person push a total stranger? Someone who might not even have liked them because of the color of their skin. But in a split second, they push that person out the way so that they can save their life. And instead, they give their own life. In a split second, what, what would do that? It's love. It's love. Jesus Christ, he is love. And in this world, as much hatred as we see, in this world, as much confusion and division that we see, there still is love. There still is love inside of every human being because God ultimately, whether you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior or not, whether you look at Jesus Christ as being the Messiah, whether you see Jesus Christ as being the son of God. At the same time, God still he created you and he put a piece of himself within you. And God, he is love. And so the thing is, is that. Even though Jesus knew that the Pharisees, other people would wish death upon him. Even though he knew that there would be people in the future that would reject him willingly. Even though he knew in the future that there would be people that would kill his disciples, kill his saints. He still laid down his life for those people. Why? He said what? In John 15, verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And it would be different if Jesus Christ wasn't getting ready to lay down his life, getting ready to go to a cross that he did not deserve and be crucified. They taking out nails and nailing his, his, his wrists and his hands and his feet and beating him uh, 40 times with a cat of nine tails. That had glass and stones and sharp bones and all kinds of nails and things in it. And they ripped the flesh off of his back. Put a crown of thorns. Uh, smushed it down into his forehead. And then went and took a, a, a purple robe and put it around him and said, Hail, King of the Jews. He's the Messiah. And laughed at him and mocked him. But he laid down his life for those Roman soldiers also who mocked him. They laughed at him. They gambled for his clothing. They spit in his face. They smacked him. He, he laid down his life for them too. Why? He's the embodiment of love. He's the, he's, the, he's the ultimate person that could say greater love 
has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. He's the most, he's the ultimate person. Nobody else could have done what he did. Knowing that the people that you are going to die, willingly die for, that they will reject you and call you a liar. No one else could go to the cross except the son of God. No, no, nobody else could do it, period. And so the thing is, is that we must understand that love is still here. We must understand that no matter how much division is on this earth, that love is still here. And we must understand that Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ is still here showing us in every human being. In every human being lies what? The potential to lay down their life for another person. It's there. The, the, when we see a fireman give his life for a stranger, it's the gospel. When we see a, a, a veteran dying on the battlefield, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we see a policeman, just like two weeks ago, who, who gave his life, who was gunned down innocently, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Showing what? Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Than to lay down one's life for a total stranger. We see the gospel in action. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. So I, I'm, I'm so thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ for giving his life. And not only did he give his life, but he rose back up again three days later, showing himself to everyone. Showing himself to everyone that he was and is the Messiah of Jesus Christ. I mean, not the Messiah, he, that he is the Messiah of Jesus Christ. That he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that he didn't shrink back. I'm so thankful that he he, he, he didn't say, hey, you know what? I, I don't know if I can do this. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that he went to the cross for me. And I'm so thankful that he went to the cross for you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, understand that you can know him now. Understand that he can come and save your soul now. He can and he will. Why? Because he laid down his life for you. He doesn't want you to be an enemy to him. An enemy to, to God is the one that has not received his son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. An enemy to God is one that has rejected the gospel that says that eternal life comes through Jesus Christ. An enemy of God is one that rejects, that rejects the fact that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come into the Father except through him. And people say, well, how do I gain, how do I, how do I gain a relationship with the Father? How do, I, how do I gain or how do I receive being a friend with God? I don't want to be an enemy. Do you want to be an enemy with God? Many people say that they do want to be an enemy. They love it. They chant it while they're all together. But when they get away alone and before they close their eyes at night, they wonder, you know what? I don't like the way I'm living. You know what? The way I've been living is wrong. You know what? I'm really not happy. Why? Because you're not at home. Why? Because you're far from God. But you don't have to be far from God. You can come right back home into his arms. 
How do I do that? Well, in the book of Romans chapter 10, starting at verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we see right here, it says that, how did I, do I give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ? How do I get saved? How do I get right with the Lord? How do I be become a friend of God? So many people sing the song. It's called, I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. But a lot of people that sing that song, they're not friends of God. They don't even know who he is. You want to know why? Because they haven't given their lives to him. They haven't. But how do, how do you give your life to the Lord? You start by confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You say, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Lord, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I ask that you will wash me clean. Forgive me for not living the way you wanted me to live. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that. God raised you from the dead. And I believe you'll save me right now. I ask you to come into my heart and save me now. In Jesus' name, amen. And you receive him just like that. And watch what happens. The Lord Jesus Christ will save your soul. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will come into your heart. And you will be born again spiritually. And you'll be brought into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You can do it right there where you are. And you can know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you can start to have relationship with God. That's what he wants. He wants you in his life. God sent his son to do what? To die on the cross for the sins of mankind. So that we could be brought back into relationship with God because Adam, the first man, messed it up for us all. So Jesus Christ came as being the second Adam. He came to make things right with God. And, and understand that the Lord, he loves you. Jesus loves you. Love is what compelled him to what? Come down here. And give his life and give his life for people that would hate him. To give his life for people that would turn their back on him. Love did. 
and know that he wants you to be in relationship with you. And he wants you to not worry about death. Why? Because he overcame death. He overcame hell. He overcame the grave. Jesus loves you. And you know what? I love you. And if you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, I would ask, and he asks, that you give your life to him today. Philippians chapter 2 says in verse 9. Well, I'll read right here. It says, hold on. Philippians chapter 2. Where do I want to go? Because it was some it was a scripture that just came to my mind that the Holy Spirit put in my mind. And it's something that I want to I want to read. Let me see. It's Philippians chapter 2. Yeah, starting at verse 5. And the Apostle Paul wrote, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so the Lord wants you to give yourself, give yourself to him. Ask him to come into your life. Ask him to forgive you of not living the way he's wanted you to live. Ask him to forgive you of not believing earlier that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Ask him to forgive you for when you heard the scripture preached that you rejected it. Ask him to forgive you for thinking that you were the God of your own life. Ask him to, the, to forgive you for rejecting. The only light that this world has ever seen, which is his son, Jesus Christ. Receive him as your Lord and Savior today and understand that he laid down his life for you. No greater love than this is that for, for a man laid down his life for his friends. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Be blessed.